0: All right. Everybody doing good? Awesome. Awesome. Turn your Bibles to Psalm 115. Psalms 115 uh, this evening. And um, I want to look at uh, a verse of scripture that might be familiar uh, to you. Uh, but faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And uh We believe with all of our heart that God is the God of increase. Uh, I believe that as we are following Him, uh, that we will begin to increase in our own individual lives. We will experience increase. Uh, You know, if you did a Bible study on the word increase, you would find that it's used over and over again in the Word of God. The Bible talks about that He will increase the fruits of your righteousness... Uh, it also talks about that uh, that your love would abound more and more abound is more and more is another way of saying that your love would increase more and more uh, also in thessalon and the Church of Thessalonians he said that that your your faith groweth exceedingly, and so when something is growing, it means it 's expanding it is increasing. God is the God of increase. And uh, I believe that as we follow him closely, that we'll increase in every area of our lives. We'll be able to have an increase of strength. And uh, like Paul prayed for the Church of Colossae, that we would be increasing in the knowledge of God. And that we'd be strengthened with might according to his glorious power. So everyone, let's just charge the atmosphere with these words. Increase, Increase. 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 increase Increase. are you open for increase amen well look at psalms 115 and notice with me in verses 12 through 14 and i'm going to read it to you from the amplified version psalms 115 and before i read we'll pray over the word tonight father thank you so much for every person that's come out tonight i pray that you would just open the eyes of our hearts and strengthen our spirits with might Lord God, I pray that you would use me to minister graciously the anointing to your people. And Lord, I give you glory for it and give you honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Psalms 115 verses 12 uh, through 14, the Amplified says, The Lord has been mindful of us, so we are on his mind. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. Whatever your name is. You could put your name in there. He will bless the household of Jones. Amen. He will bless the household of Augustine. He will bless the household of Hernandez. The household of Richardson. Amen. He will bless our household. And the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he doesn't add any sorrow with it. When the blessing is on you, oh man, it's a good thing. So he'll, he's going to bless your house, and then it goes on to say, "He will bless those who reverently and worshiply fear the Lord, both small and great." So then, a key to tapping into continued blessing—or we could say increase—is to reverently fear the Lord, have a reverential fear of Him, and then He says. And may the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. How many of you want your kids to be blessed? And how many of you want them to increase more and more? Amen. Your grandchildren to increase more and more. And you know, if you, if you don't have children in the natural realm, you can have spiritual children. Amen. You can have sons and daughters in the faith. And uh, you don't have to be a pastor to have a son or a daughter in the faith. You don't have to be a prophet or an apostle. All you've got to be is a person that is filled with the love of God, that is willing to share with someone younger than you what God's placed on the inside of you. You know? And they'll, they'll look at you as their mom. They'll look at you as your daddy. As their daddy. That's a good thing. I think it's scriptural for the older women. To teach the younger women, I think it's scriptural to, for the older men to teach the younger men. And of course, we can learn something from the younger as well. But uh, look for someone to mentor. Look for someone to be a blessing to. Look for something, someone to 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 make deposits in. Oh, and your life will be enriched. And not only will they get blessed, but your life will be enriched. I didn't intend to say that tonight; that came right out of my heart. So he says, "Well, I, I don't know of anybody that I can mentor. Pray, you know, ask God, ask God to bring you know these divine appointments across your path. These people that that uh, that are are we could say like supernatural connections." People that He sends to you. Oh, when He sends them, it makes all the difference. And, and you know, when, when, you're, when, you're, uh, when your heart is right before God and you reverence Him, He'll connect you up. He'll hook you up. Amen. I mean, you won't have to go out and try to look for it. You're available. You're open. But God will bring to your to your side. The Bible talks about in Isaiah that your children shall be nursed at your side. Yeah. Amen? And for those of you that have uh, kids, children that aren't serving the Lord, and you're believing God and you're trusting Him for them to come back, even come into the kingdom, or whatever the case may be, go out and be a blessing to someone else's kids. Go out and serve someone else's kids. Get on the giving into life. And you'll just be amazed at what God will do. You know, we we pray, you know... Uh, in Matthew, for the Lord to send labors into the harvest, right? Well, what about, Lord, help me to be a laborer, amen, into someone else's life. And there's the law of reciprocity. Boy, that's a big word for a preacher. There's this law of reciprocals. There's this law of reciprocity, you know, give and it shall be given. Sow and you shall reap. So I just want to encourage you with that. All right, so may the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. So, what I derive from this set of scriptures is I derive encouragement. This encourages this pastor, it ought to encourage you that the Lord is mindful of you. As a matter of fact, there's no one in this world on this side of heaven that is more mindful of you than him. There's not anyone in this earth that loves you more than him. And that believes in your potential more than your elder brother, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, that just helps me. Mindful of us. And and he's he's aware of our situation. He knows exactly where you're at today. He knows exactly what you'll be facing. He knows your address. He hasn't forgotten you. He still has the recipe for manna if we go off the cliff. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Say that with me. He, the head of the church, will never leave me nor forsake me. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know God's designed to bring every one of us up. 2013. We ought to be prophesying this is the best year ever. He's crowned our year with what? With goodness. With abundance. You ought to just stand up and say, Lord, crown me. You're the king of kings. You're the Lord of lords. King me. Crown me. With your goodness. Amen. And. He's wanting to bring us up into wide, open, spacious blessing and increase in our lives. He's a big God. And he wants to show himself strong on your behalf. Hallelujah. And uh, I believe this, that uh, before some of these things can happen in our lives... We've got to be open to him. We've, we've got to be open to the king expanding us on the inside. Stretching us. You know, you you talk about kingdom expansion. That's taking more territory for the for the Lord. But I think the king wants to have some expansion in our spirits. Amen. And uh How many of you ever heard of a guy by the name of Smith Wigglesworth? Wigglesworth said, he said, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Got a question for you. Can we be limited by what's in our heart? Does it matter what we allow into our heart? Absolutely it does. And you know, God... He's not looking for super-duper Christians. He's not looking for, you know, sister, stirruply, spiritual, way out in right field. Eyes kind of, you know, on a 50-day fast. No, God's just simply looking for a believing heart. He's looking for a believing heart. And you have the capacity to believe Him. He would never, ever tell us to trust him and to have faith in him if he didn't supply us the faith on the inside of us so that we could have faith in him. He'd never tell us that we can speak to mountains if we couldn't. He said, if you have faith as a seed, it doesn't take a whole lot. It doesn't take you going to Bible school to get your prayers answered. Isn't doesn't take a lot of religiosity and a lot of straining and pushing and pulling and all those things to have a relationship with the Lord. God is looking at your heart. And what he's looking for is a heart that's open to him. And a heart that is right before him. And the heart that is, you know... How many of you know that men and women in the world, they don't look at the heart? Come on. No. This old world doesn't look at the heart, but God looks on the heart. Yes. He doesn't see as man sees. He sees the inner man. He sees the inner man. Now, it is a tactic of the enemy to pollute our hearts. You know, we gotta beware of the things that overcrowd our hearts, cares of this life. The seekfulness of riches, right? The lust of other things. What does that do? It enters in and it chokes the word. We could say this way it, it this way that it stops God's expansion program in our spirit. Okay? It stops us from increasing. So you want to pay attention to what you allow in your spirit. You know you want to pay attention to, to uh, worry and anxiety. The cares of this life choke the word of God. And uh, I believe that you and I ought to be carefree. Well, how are you today? Well, I don't have a care. How about you? Well, I know certain things are going on in your life. How could you say you don't have a care? Based on I've rolled all my care over on God and the fact that he cares for me, he told me to do it. He's got them. I don't. I'm carefree. Yeah, but I know you couldn't be carefree. I understand you've got this trial and that test, that trial. Yeah, I may be facing a test. I may be facing a trial, but I'll never walk alone. I'll never face it without him. How about you? I mean, of all the people in the earth, we ought to be the most carefree. I don't have a care. Say that a couple times. I I don't have a care. (laughs) I, I care. (laughs) I, I don't have a care. I'm not worried about it. I'm carefree. I'm fear free. We were watching a program the other day and I don't know if there's anything to it or not, but you know on these little Apple telephones and how many of you got a Apple or a whatever phone? They got a lot of apps on it, iPhone. It says they have this stress check thing. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, I tried it out. I was in my bathrobe, it was Monday morning, drinking coffee. It wasn't early either, because we take Monday off. But I had my feet up, you know, and I was on my second cup of peach, you know. Just enjoying conversation with Brenda. And so I downloaded this this, uh, stress check thing on my phone, you know. And so I'm 62 now. And so I put my age in there, and, and then it says, okay, uh, are you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready. So they said, put your finger over the camera for two minutes. And so I put my finger over the camera for two minutes, and uh, after two minutes, <laughs> it says, you're at an extremely, you're at a very extremely state of relaxation. <laughs> Your your stress is extremely low. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. I said, yeah, give me another cup of coffee. (laughs) Put another biscuit in the gravy, dear. (laughs) Well, I don't know whether there's anything to it or not. But, you know, sometimes we get worked up over things we shouldn't. All right and you get you get worked up about things that releases the wrong you know i 'm not a doctor, but it releases the wrong kind of chemicals in your body, and you just don 't need it you don 't need to overcrowd your heart with stress of course there 's good stress and there 's bad stress, but I like that you're you're at a very extreme low you 're extremely unstressed or whatever <laughs> hallelujah. Say with me, I don't have a care. care. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, why did God choose David? Think about it. Why did God choose David? He wasn't even in the house when the prophet came down to to anoint the next king. Was it Samuel? All the older brothers came out and said, oh, he's not the one. And then the other brother came out, he's not the one. And. Then I said, well, don't you have any other boys around here? Yeah, we got a boy out way on the, he's up there tending sheep. Well, bring him here. And David walked right up there and said, yeah, he's the one. There was something about David that pleased the Lord. David was a man after God's own heart. David slew the lion. David slew the bear. David took Goliath down. By the grace of God. But he didn't do it in his own strength. He tapped into. The strength. From the Lord. Something must have happened on the inside of David. For him to run at that giant Goliath. Can't you just see it? That big old stone sunk into his forehead. And he went down. You see, David was a man that that could see himself winning. He could see himself running through a troop. He could see himself leaping over a wall. And how you see yourself and how you think about yourself matters much. In Proverbs 23, verse 7, let's bring that verse up here. Proverbs 23, 7. What do you think of yourself? Well, it's important. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. It is important what we think. Because what we think eventually is what we'll speak. And what we speak on a regular basis is what we'll see. If we think we can't make it, We're going to say we can't. And then we're going to see ourselves failing. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We must think the thoughts of God. We must speak the word of God. When we do, we'll see life the way he sees it. We'll see ourselves the way he sees us. He sees us as winners. He sees us more than conquerors. You know what else he sees? He sees your future and he sees your futures bright. He sees that you are encompassed around with the favor of God. It's like a shield, man. The favor of the Lord all around you, abounding, increasing more and more every day. Now, I want you to look at 2 Corinthians, if you would, tonight, chapter 6. And I want to look at it, the New King James Version first, and then we're going to look at the message uh, translation. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11 through 13. It says, O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now in return for the same, I speak as to children, you also be open. Now when the Bible starts out with verily, verily, or oh, oftentimes it's time for a straight word. And in the setting of him speaking to the church at Corinth, he said, oh, you Corinthians, this is a time for exhortation. This is also a time for correction. He says, you need to expand. You need to increase. You need to widen. What Paul was dealing with is what was going on in the hearts of those men and women in the church at Corinth. He says some way somehow in your heart of hearts you've been restricted. He says you've been narrowed by what you've allowed to get in to your heart. Look at the message translation of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 11 through 13. How many of you know that God doesn't have a choke point? He does not have a choke point. He does not choke. He never says this could never happen. It's impossible. So Paul is saying, you church at Corinth, you're not restricted by God. You're not restricted or held back by what He can do, but by how you perceive Him. And by what you've allowed into your heart. So Paul is telling them, guys, you need to expand. You need to increase. Look at the message now. You all ready? All right, let's just read verses 11 through 13 together. Ready? Read. Go ahead. Dear, dear dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open space. What kind of life? A wide open, listen, the windows of heaven are open. It's a wide open, spacious life. How many of you like to be in a tight place? I don't. I don't like tight cars. I remember when we were in New York City years ago, Brenda and I were, we took the, we took the uh, subway uh, from Manhattan to the Bronx to go see the Yankees and the Red Sox. And we uh, were there, and it was tight. And I'm telling you what, tight ain't right. And you know, a lot of things that are in today are skinny jeans. Well, skinny jeans don't look good on me. Tight ain't right on me. I need some expansion going on up in here. You can't get away with skinny jeans in Oklahoma. But you don't like tight things, do you? Tight little small cars and small little faith and, you know, just tight little chairs. Oh, jets, airplanes. Man, especially when you have someone, and I don't want to be ugly about it, but someone, shall we say politically correct, portly sitting next to you. That's the wrong kind of overflow. Uh, All right. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse eleven. Dear dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. Let's look at the next verse. You ready? Let's read. We didn't fence you in. The smallest you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. Okay? Next verse. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. He loves this church. He says, Now guys, open up your lives. Here's how you should live. Live openly and expansively. He's encouraging them to open up. I'm encouraging, as your pastor, in 2013, be open to him. Be open to him. Open up your heart. Live ex- openly and live expansively. I think it's interesting that he says, "The smallest you feel doesn't come from within you, from within you. The smallest you feel, actually, he says, comes from within you. You know, there's a lot of small thinking people, not saying you are, don't drop your stones, but there's, there's just by virtue of the way that, you know, their DNA or the way they grew up and the way that they've been programmed with the, with the ways of this world and by the confirmation to this world, there's just a lot of small thinkers. And when you come on the scene with vision, you got to make sure you don't cast your pearls before them. Because small thinkers oftentimes won't buy into big vision. It's true. You see, in Christ, you're going to see some things others don't see. The Bible says that without a vision, the people will perish. You know, you you drive through some of the... Of the neighborhoods in Hayward. You drive through some of the neighborhoods in in San Francisco. Really, almost any city everywhere. But you can drive through some of the neighborhoods. And you can see people hanging out on the streets. And you you can see drug deals taking place. And you can see people with tombstones in their eyes. They're hopeless. They're hopeless. And we have their answer, right? It's Jesus. But I think the thing... That creates that kind of despondency in a person's life. Is a lack of vision. And really you know what? If I don't have vision. I can't blame the government. I can't blame Ed Hugo. For the smallness that I may feel within me. It's not Ed's problem. Just using Ed as an illustration. I can't. I can't look around and say, well, you know, if this had been that way and that had been the, that way and man, we need to get beyond that and move onward. And so he's provoking them to open up. You see, we can live small, little, tiny lives, even though the greater one lives in us. Listen. It is not people that have held you down. It is not people that have held you back. You know, I mean, we've been in this years and years and years, and we've had people look to us to promote them into ministry. I'm not the one who calls people. I'm not the one who promotes people. The things that happen here happen by the Holy Spirit. And so if, if I had my eyes on my mentors when I first started out in ministry for them to promote me and for them to put me in a position, I'd still be waiting. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, it's vital for us to realize the promotion comes from him. That if, if you will simply be faithful with your little life. Faithful to, to read. Faithful to pray. Faithful to serve. Faithful to sow. some way, somehow, God will promote you. Promotion doesn't come from a man. It doesn't come from a church. It comes from the north. Now, don't misunderstand me. God will use people. And God will certainly uh, use people to to help you along those paths. But it's got to be a God thing. It can't be a man thing. Amen? So if you ever feel like you've been choked or held back or held down, spend some time with Him. Because breakthrough will happen first on the inside of you. Meditate in the word. Speak the word of God. Pray. Do what he says to do. Listen, God is big. God is great. I dare say if some of you sound 10 years down the road, it'd be too much for you to handle. That's why our walk with Him is a day-by-day walk. We walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. We live in the Spirit, and we walk in the Spirit. And in doing that, it will take us to our wealthy place. It will take us to days of heaven on the earth. It will take us to days of increase. God's got some supernatural setups for you. He's got some supernatural connections for you. You cannot figure him out. I say by the word of the Lord tonight that if some of you were to look 10 years down the road, you wouldn't even believe it. The future's bright. We could very well have some millionaires sitting in this house. We could very well have some multi-millionaires sitting in this house. We might have some pastors right here in this house All right. that will have churches five times the size of this one, maybe not necessarily right here right now, but down the road. Amen. Thank you, Lord But these things don't happen by chance. That's right. We don't serve a lot, oh God. I'll just I, you know, I'll just play the lottery, and I believe I receive. I'll just go, I'll just go to Vegas, and I believe that I receive. And you know, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to tithe. I don't need to sow, but my ship's coming in. You're deceived. There ain't no ship coming in because the ship never done been sent out. Now, this is good preaching, guys you got to sow to reap. My, 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 my. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I get amused sometimes at some of the charismatics. And I are one. But I get amused at, at, at some of the folks that I meet sometimes on this path of ministry. And uh, we've had them say things to us that really, really, really reveal their ignorance. And instead of me calling them ignorant, I just smile. (laughs) Because I know that unless God shows them that, you know, they'll be the same 10 years from now that they are today. But I've had people kind of boy up on me in pride. Sort of uh, like... uh, Well, what church do you go to? Well, I'm sorta like a rolling stone. (laughs) You know, I I kinda I kinda hop here and hop there and I just kinda go where I'm led. And I just smile. I think, My Lord That's sad. Say it with me. The government, the, government. the, economy, the economy, my job, my, job. My, faith my faith cannot be in people, be in people. Or, in a or in a system. See, it's not about what we don't have in the natural. It's not about your appearance, your height, your weight. It's not about your looks, your checkbook. It's not about your education. It's not about your social status. It's about what you believe. And it's about what you're able to receive in your heart. I want you to notice this phrase in this verse again. Live expansively. Live generously. Live with a gracious heart toward mankind. Live with a a kind word. Amen? Just be a blessing. And be faithful and be a person that will walk in divine health and walk in divine peace. Amen. To where your whole family is just blessed to see you. Yeah. Your whole family is just blessed to be around you yeah. because there's something different about you. Sure. That's right. You're not old, crabby like Uncle So and so. No, you've opened up your heart to the King of glory. And the glory of God is flowing through you. Oh, come on, somebody. Now, say it with me. My heart heart is open open to the God of hearts, to hearts, to to the God of spirits. Now, before something can expand, before something can enlarge, we have to become flexible. That's good. Yeah. You remember the teaching that Jesus did when he was talking about you can't put new wine into old wineskins? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Basically, he said, before you can put new wine, you've got to prepare the bottle. That's right. He says, when it's hard and when it's brittle, what happens to that wineskin? It cracks. Yeah. And you know what they would do sometimes? If they had an old wineskin... And they wanted to put new wine in it. It was too brittle. They knew it would crack up. So they would take oil. And they would rub the oil on the wineskin. And they would take that wineskin. And they would put life back into it by oil. And they would work with it. Kind of like you'd work with a baseball glove. You put the oil in there. And you get it good and flexible. Oil's a type of the Holy Spirit. And so if you want to expand in your life, invite the oil, (laughs) hallelujah, the oil of the Holy Spirit to take an area of your life that you've been hard and brittle in and ask him to soften you up. Because I'll guarantee you, God wants to put some new things into your life. Amen. So. How do our hearts become soft? How do our hearts become tender? How do our hearts become pliable? And how do we get to a place where we're able to expand? Number one, we got to get rid of clutter. We talked about that. Amen? Secondly, we need to be speaking the Word of God. I think it's very interesting. Oh, about a year ago, Brenda preached a message along these lines about Expanding your heart. And I got this in my spirit as she was preaching it. Before the the Lord can really expand our territory. We've got to make room for him and give him more territory in our lives. You know, on one hand, we're not to give place to the devil, right? That word place there is topos. Which we get the word topography from. And he says, neither give place, neither give topos to the devil. Okay? Mm-hmm. So on that one hand, we're not to give the enemy any place, but we are to give him plenty of place. Yeah. We are to give him yeah. every inch, yeah. every yeah. part. Yeah. And so we need to then be open. If we're going to, if God's going to expand our territory and we're going to have increase, then yeah. Lord, yeah. here I am. Yeah. You can have all of me. Now, here's another thought about this. Everyone say increase. Increase Increase is the opposite of decrease. God wants to increase you more and more. Amen. 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 Um, I believe this, that one of the things and one of the major reasons why God wants to increase us so much it's because he just flat wants us to be a blessing, yeah. Yeah. You know man's life doesn't consist in the things that he owns or how much money he has, but oh, I'm telling you what: he wants you to be a positive influence, salt and light, in the yeah. world. Yeah. 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 That's right. But now, here, here it is again, before that I can be a major influencer, right? Before I can be a major blessing, before you can be an influencer, you first must be influenced. You first must be influenced. Now, I got thrown in jail a couple times for being under the influence. You know? Recently. No, not recently. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You got you to gotta qualify those things. I actually know some pastors that are not going to go there. But uh, anyway. (laughs) But yeah, I've been under the influence. How many of you have ever been under the influence? Yeah. You've been in jail before. You've been under the influence. We're not talking about that kind of influence. See, before we were born again, we were under the influence of wrong spirits. Of evil spirits. And when you're under the influence, you will do what you've been influenced by. Right? If you're under the influence of a spirit of anger, guess what? Anger's gonna flow. If you're under the influence of a spirit of lust, guess what? Lust is gonna flow. Okay? Influenced. What you are influenced by, you will be a conduit of that influence wherever you are. For us to experience increase and there be an expansion of territory in our heart of hearts. We must come under the influence of him. That's why he says over there in Ephesians chapter 5. He says, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing in your heart with grace to the Lord, giving thanks always to Him. You see, I believe this, that people that are Holy Spirit-filled are under the influence. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm under the influence. What do you mean you're on? What have you been smoking? What? No, no, no. I've been praising. I've been reading. I've been praying. I'm under the influence. And I have, been, I have been influenced by the Holy Spirit. I have been stamped yeah. by God. So influenced that I'm starting to experience increase and expansion in my spirit. And can I, I can hardly wait to go be a blessing and to influence others for the glory of God. Your life glory. is very influential. Amen. I said your life is. He yes, said, well, pastor, I know your life is influential. Your life is influential. Yeah. Because you're going to influence people I'll never see. And I'll influence people that you'll never see. Amen. Amen. We could call this message tonight, Get Under the Influence. Has the Word influenced you? Has the Spirit of the Lord influenced you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand. That's enough for tonight. Hallelujah. (laughs) We could go further, but that's enough for tonight. Hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. Let's pray this right now, together, in faith, believing that we receive. Amen. Pray this out of your heart. Say it with me. Heavenly Father, I come before you tonight. I desire to lay hold, to comprehend the things that lie beyond my intellect. I desire in 2013 to be bigger yet on the inside. Fill me, I pray, with all the fullness of God. Influence me through your Word and by your Spirit. I remove all the clutter, all the things that would keep me tight and narrow. Tight and narrow. And just go like this. I open, my heart. I open my heart. King of expansion. King of, King of increase. Of increase. May, I May I experience the influence, the influence of, your of your expansion. May I grasp, May I grasp comprehend, comprehend. And, fully receive and fully receive all that you have for me. This year, year. in Jesus' name. Well, give the Lord a shout. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, right now, I give you praise for it. We give you glory for it. We give you honor for it. We stir ourselves up in the realm of the Spirit. Hallelujah. We're waking up. We're dressing up. We're reaching up. We're looking up. We're speaking up. Hallelujah. We're cheering up. In 2013. Hallelujah. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Glory to God.